Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. Your monastery of the mind where we lift our hearts and minds, not our marts our hearts and minds, marts and hinds. That's not That's not good. It's not. No. We lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw, <laughs> to draw on the wisdom of the saints uh, to help us to navigate the tumults of life. Uh, did I get, is that okay? Is that good enough? It's okay. I just want everybody to know that you were hit in the head with a log this morning oh, yeah. as you were out cleaning the prop, you know, cleaning off property and mowing. Um, so listen, y'all write in and convince my husband to wear a helmet because he just like can't go outside without <laughs> wearing wear a, a helmet. helmet all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that would look funny. All right. So I got a question on mindfulness that I think is really, really, really important. So we're having a Q&A session. That's today. what we're doing today. Yeah. yeah okay. Q&A. So I mean, kind of. So we're going to talk about mindfulness. So uh, the question ends with or the comments end with any thoughts. So the person is just proposing, hey, these are some ideas. Not, We're not in any way uh, condemning them at all in all of this. But I am going to be very blunt. So I'm glad they said any thoughts. So, uh, unlike all the other times that you speak, well, where you just, are just anything but frank I have blunt. gotten nicer as I get I'm older. True or false? <laughs> I can't talk. True or false? Okay, she's just going to laugh at me. I guess that means I haven't. I don't know. Yes, okay. Well, I'm not trying to defend these types of books. So there's, you know, books out there on mindfulness. There's uh, the mindful Catholic and things like that. I'm not. And there was another book that, that, that was mentioned. I'm not trying to defend these types of books at all, but there's so much fear of the term mind mindfulness that I want to express my thoughts about how that can be a problem too. First, I have no fear of mindfulness, okay? Um, it's important. Now, she wasn't addressing this to me, of course. But we, um, I, myself, and... Maybe I need to read the questions today. Right, I know. So a group of scholars and I, uh, several scholars, a, uh, one of the best uh, spiritual theologians in the United States, maybe in the U.S., in the world, I don't know, um, uh, been, the, been the academic dean of many seminaries, uh, Dr. Anthony Lillis, um, Dr. Anthony Clark, who's a PhD, he's a Byzantine Catholic, he's fluent in, in uh, Chinese, um, uh, speaks and te teaches on uh, the history of Chinese religion, that sort of thing. All And then a researcher, a, journal, a, a, a researching journalist, all of us got together and we sent the journalist into the darkness of the exploring if if mindfulness catholic mindfulness is a is a is a good thing and the uh, so what i'm about to share is not is not in any way based on a light understanding of mindfulness okay so just to be clear you and these scholars dr right anthony lillis dr uh dr anthony clark two anthony's yeah okay and and uh uh, Sue Brinkman. Okay, so yeah. the four of you got together and dove into this topic, right? Of 
mindfulness and its issues. Right, because okay. it's on the rise in popularity in Catholic circles, right, okay. and in okay. secular. So, so the person said, you know, there's fear of the term mindfulness. The re and it's not fear; it's a energetic rejection based on serious problems with attempting to integrate the eightfold path of Buddha with Christianity or Catholicism in order to solve emotional, psychological issues, mm -hmm. okay? So I even went so far as to interview folks who said, who were devout Catholics, who said, I've been uh, helped with mindfulness. Uh, we also reviewed um, uh, current literature on the topic. You know, it, it was, it was a, a year-long process or so. We dug in deep on the most popular course uh, on mindfulness out there, had several investigators take the course and look at it, see if it was legit and what was going on. So here's the deal. It's a serious problem. And I'm just going to go through this question in detail and address each of the arguments. So I do not practice mindfulness by itself as a type of religion. Okay, so the founder of modern mindfulness promoted it. He got a vision uh, in a retreat, not a Christian. So where do visions come when a person's not a Christian, not seeking the one true God? Where do they come from? It's not from God. It's if... not from God, right. right? And so the idea was to secularize, in theory, mindfulness, which Buddhist, uh, we, we quote in the book, in the book, that we produced called a Catholic guide to mindfulness, uh, a Buddhist pra practitioner and expert said, you can't separate them. Mm -hmm. So this person is saying, I do it, but it's not religion. Not true. If you're using a fund, a, a, a method that's fundamental to the eightfold path of Buddha, you are using Buddhist religion. Yeah, you can't subtract it out. Right. 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 It still has an effect. Right. So right. that's a false notion. Then the next sentence, it is a tool. Yes, it is a tool. I was introduced by a therapist years ago. There are good therapists and there are therapists who jump on every popular means to get clients. And they can be well-intentioned and very badly misinformed, especially if their um, therapy and their whole worldview is open to these kinds of things. And they don't study it. They don't ask questions. Oh, this is a great idea. Let's do this. The way it was used, was used was just to help calm anxiety and depression because I did not want to take mind-altering drugs. God bless this person for not wanting to take mind-altering drugs. Jesus doesn't need Buddha to give you the peace he's promised you, period. Yeah. He doesn't. Um, I got free of what, would, what at one time was actually uh, designated as clinical depression. I grew up in a very difficult childhood, I got free through the normative means of following Jesus. Jesus said, my peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. So this said, I this was used to help calm anxiety. So it supplanted the means of Jesus, because there's no mention in any of this that I 
deepened in mental prayer, that I deepened in sacraments, I yeah, mass, any of it, right? Yeah, there's no mention right. that I prayer. learned discernment of spirits, right? right? And I Scripture learned to deal reading. with thoughts as proposed, right? Exactly, right. right. Which right. is what I did to get free, and what Scripture is clear. Saint Paul says that we have a battle in our minds, a spiritual warfare, and we have divine power to overcome strongholds, which are lies and incursions on our person that drive us. I'm not saying all depression is rooted in this, but I, but I, if somebody can be free from focusing on their breathing and all this, which is just self-focus, not God-focus, they could, they could far more, that's, that's an impoverished view of freedom. Right. It, it's a, it's a, it's a very, it's a bandaid right. on an issue that really requires the physician, the, the divine, great physician, yeah. the divine physician. Right. 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 So good intentions, good desire turned to the wrong thing and they were ripped off. I mean, I don't, I'm not criticizing this person. Mm -hmm. They just have been deceived. So mindfulness is just an idea by itself is not dangerous, not true. And I'll right. give you one very clear example. If you go out on the internet and you search mindfulness, you're going to be taken dead center into non-Christian Eastern spirituality. It's a gateway drug. Similarly, it's a gateway spirituality. Similarly, there's a, and I can't remember if we quoted in this book or another book, but there's a book that uh, talks about, uh, I think it's in, actually it's in a series on yoga done by Father Ezra. Uh, Dominican um, scholar on, on spiritualdirection.com, there's a yogic institute that studies that when people practice yoga, they're frequently drawn to non-Christian Eastern spirituality. Right, right. And and I think you, you just flew by a comment that I think is really important. What? So we have an amazing series on yoga and the problems with yoga and mindfulness on spiritual direction. We have a bunch of stuff on right. spiritual direction. It, it's phenomenal. Yeah. So you go there and you just search either or, and you're going to find all kinds of information that are from scholars and, and it's well-researched. It's well-explained. Yeah. Um, it's really going to help. So this person was lied to and, and was told that mindfulness, because this is what it states, is just an idea. It is not dangerous. It is simply calling your attention to your thoughts and then evaluating them and clearing and distracting troubling ones from your mind by focusing on your breathing and becoming aware of yourself in the present moment. Exactly the opposite of what spiritual masters teach us. Here's, here's, if I could reword Christian it. Christian spiritual masters. Chris, our faith, right? Yes. So I could reword it. You don't focus on breathing. You focus on Jesus. You focus on prayer. You do become more aware of your thoughts, but how do you, how do you deal with your thoughts? You say, in Jesus' name, I reject thoughts that are lies. In Jesus' name, I embrace thoughts that are true. You invoke spiritual warfare. You invoke the exercise of the will. But it's not to self, which is an impoverished way of solving this. It's a Band-Aid. It will never last. Yeah. But it's to God. And I believe one of the reasons it's a Band-Aid and it will never last, because I think it's demonically inspired, and it'll have demonic implications in your soul, by opening your mind up to approaches that are that they have inspired themselves. Yeah. And um, we're going to be coming up on a break pretty soon. But I, I want to share this story years and years and years ago, probably 10 years ago, we lived in another city. Um, you know, I, I was I crossed paths with a beautiful family, mm -hmm. husband, wife, two gorgeous children. You know, really, honestly, these people look like they came out of GQ. Mm -hmm. um, hardworking, 
successful, um, you know, all going to church together, all of that. The woman came to me expressing some concern. You know, she was looking for a little direction. We talked about her own prayer life, put it all on the right track, right? Beautiful woman. She said, and she shared with me at one point that she was concerned about her husband because he had started practicing mindfulness. And these are Catholics. These are Did Catholics. You say that? Yeah. Yes, Catholics. I expressed to her that it was problematic. Right. That that it would not lead to the Lord. Right. And then watched in horror over the course of the next two years as he buckled down, got insistent that this was his way of finding peace. And God. And God. He ended up, at the end, the fruit of it, he ended up drawing away from his wife, having an affair, leaving his family, and just completely blowing out. And these are people who are near to you, not a distant thing. Right, no, but he was insistent that mindfulness was helping him find peace. It did the exact opposite and and took a wonderful father and turned him into a complete narcissist. It was the saddest thing I've ever seen. So we we get back from the break, break. we'll come back and we'll continue this talk about the deception of mindfulness. Hi, friends. We want to personally invite you to check out all of our upcoming retreats here at Avila. Head over to spiritualdirection.com forward slash events or click on the events tab on the top of spiritualdirection.com and sign up now for one of our powerful mini retreats, setting the captives free or into the deep or divine intimacy in marriage. Now with both live and online options, our mini retreats can be live streamed right into your living room or parish meeting room. Discover why these events sell out time and time again. That's spiritualdirection.com forward slash events register today there is a growing need for well-formed solid spiritual directors in the church today the avila institute in collaboration with heart of christ spiritual direction program offers a certificate in spiritual direction for those who feel called to accompany others in their journey towards god the program is grounded in ignatian and carmelite spirituality based on a catholic worldview and draws on the wisdom of the saints with an emphasis on biblical principles and the new evangelization this program offers both online and on-site classes Discover more and apply today at avala-institute.org. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio. I almost said Mindfulness Radio. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> We're talking about the deception of mindfulness. You know, just a side note, catholictherapist.com, Allison McCarty, who's the founder of that, she's a, a psychologist, has rejected, like you cannot be a part of their association um, and if you overtly practice mindfulness, she's put out a statement against it. She and Dr. Sue Bars, who's an, who is, I think, one of the, the best, if not the best right now in terms of uh, her and her father's re- long research, Conrad Bars, in Catholic psychotherapy world. And they both said, this is, this is a junk, it's bad stuff. All right, so let's go back to this person's question. And I, and I just want to say, regarding my little story right before the break. I'm not saying all people that practice mindfulness are going to end up turning into narcissists and leaving their families. I'm just saying that was the fruit of watching somebody buckle down, reject the 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 cautions, um, and he went the opposite direction, and it completely wrecked him. Right. If you'd like to learn the real scoop on mindfulness, the book A Catholic Guide to Mindfulness by Susan Brinkman is exemplary. It's awesome. It has endorsements by Father Wade Manesis. Carl Olson, the editor of Catholic World Report, um, who also is an 
has a, a solid understanding of Buddhism, and they've both been on EWTN about uh, their their research. Okay, so uh, let's see. This good person didn't want to take mind-altering drugs. Is saying no, it's just focused on breathing. I, so it help it helps to calm the mind and body. You know, when we seek outside of Jesus to bring give us the things that He promised, we're seeking in a very destructive way. Saint Paul said, "Have no anxiety." about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Let your request be known to God, and the peace which passes understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Right. So I wrote a whole book about this, how I got free from all of this junk from my past, which includes abuse and all of that. And it's called Spiritual Warfare and Discernment of Spirits. You can get it at um, spiritualdirection.com, EWTN's religious catalog, whatever. Yeah. So it, it is, she, the person goes on, it is a good practice. It is it is good to practice this discipline, to discipline your body and mind to be still. No, it's not. Okay? It isn't. For your mind to be free, truly free, and not have a false band-aid. Because it's not, it, and I guarantee you if this person, and I, I could be wrong, but we work a lot in deliverance ministry, and I hope I'm wrong about what I'm going to say. If they start pushing deeper into what it means to be an authentic disciple of Jesus, deeper, like everyone needs to go deeper. I'm not saying they're bad or they're not a practicing. I'm just saying deeper. I would be shocked if they didn't find out at some point that there was, there's something began, like manifestations began to happen because they will make the demonic energy or the related uh, influences of that start to surface. We've seen it over and over and over again. Yeah, you know what's interesting in in saying that, and this is what came to mind as as you were talking about this, is that it reminds me of our Lord going into the desert for forty days, mm -hmm. right, to to fast and to pray and to be tempted by the enemy, and the enemy always promised some sort of false version of what God alone can yep, give, right? Exactly. And it was just fascinating. The world, the flesh, and the devil. You yeah. know, if you'll do this, I'll give you X. If right. you'll do this, I'll give you Y. If you do this, I'll give you Z. And what did the Lord always answer with every single time? He didn't answer with some sort of secular version or, you know, that's okay, but the Lord has a better way. He always answered with scripture and said, God alone, God alone, God alone, right? Yeah. And and so that's something we need to understand. You know? Awesome. When we all use mindfulness, when we prayer, prepare ourselves for prayer. No, we don't. You know, breathe deep and slowly. Christian prayer doesn't care about how you're breathing. That's a non-Christian Eastern obsession, not a Christian obsession. Right. Um, and being aware of your breath helps you to make room for God's presence. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I, and I can I can tell you my own experience. <laughs> right. I've I've prayed seriously right. every single morning for 17 years since right. since we met. Right. I never in the entire time in my entire time in 17 years, I have never counted my breaths. Does that mean that I don't sit down and take a breath? <sighs> yeah. You know, that's different. I don't need to be aware of my breathing. Yeah, I need, need to, to be, be aware, aware of my yeah. Lord. Right. Amen. Lord. Preach it. Peach it. Peach it. Peach it. Right. Okay. It actually helps you to become aware of the presence of God, and that is your goal. It does not help you to become aware of the presence of God. It helps you become aware of yourself. Of yourself, yeah. 
It actually, um, let's see, I guess the danger would be in making it a religious practice for itself and not being open to God's presence, but it can be a valuable tool for prayer. No, it can't. Um, these books certainly are not good, but mindfulness itself is not a bad thing. Any thoughts? Mindfulness itself is a very bad thing, and I, I we've demonstrated it here. Read the book, even the studies. Like you know, there in this book, there's a reference to a survey of the science of mindfulness. It's it's page thirty three, and I'm talking about um, the Catholic Guide to Mindfulness, and it uh, it had some researchers to go over thousands of studies on mindfulness. And the researchers, based on just fundamental scientific methods, said, this is junk. There's a secular book out called The Buddhist Pill, uh, which I read years ago, which is a, an exploration of some of these things. And it gives uh, stories about how people just completely come, become unhinged. Because I believe when you start drawing to yourself, and I mean, I shouldn't say I believe, I know we've experienced it. When, and and I will say this if people don't know, and we haven't talked about it in a long time. You and I have been in countless numbers of exorcisms, countless uh, realms of uh, deliverance. We've seen the patterns. We work with people in deliverance. We work with exorcists. We've seen the patterns of what happens when somebody dip, dips into non-Christian Eastern spirituality, which is this. And I wanted to say this like a million times. And so I want to, I need to calm down because I really care about people and I don't want them to get lost. Jesus does not need Buddha to give you peace. Right. The way when Jesus says, my peace, I give you my peace. I leave you not as the world gives non-Christian religions, which is where mindfulness comes from. Not as the world gives. Do I give to you? Let not your hearts be troubled. So when he reaches out and says, here's my gift of peace. You don't turn to the right or to the left and go to Buddha and say, wait, show me how to focus on my breath. Show me how to focus on my ankles, how I feel, the temperature of the air around me, my own thoughts. He doesn't say any of that. He says, come to me. Mm -hmm. You know, what I think is fascinating and, you know, I, th I, I want, you know, we always want to consider that they're trying to find peace. They're trying yes. to find something, right? right? Anybody that goes into this realm. And I think there's this very, very uncomfortable spot mm -hmm. when you start to practice prayer. And I think that's what they're trying to avoid, right? right? Because prayer is difficult. You're not accusing this person. No, no. That. I'm saying in general right. that that leaning on non-Christian Eastern Buddha, Buddhism or spirituality, spirituality yeah. whatever it is, and these methods is circumventing what needs to happen, which means you need to be a little bit uncomfortable when you go to prayer and you need to meet the Lord in your discomfort and in it's, your brokenness and in your brokenness. It's difficult to go to prayer and you don't need a method to overcome that because it actually delays you. It can be dangerous, but it also delays you from receiving the goodness that the Lord has, because when we meet him, in our difficulty, in our uncomfortableness with being in the silence and looking into the one who created us, there is this moment of, I'm not worthy, mm -hmm. right? That's a good place to be right. in our spiritual poverty. Right. And he will meet us there because then we can offer our brokenness, our hearts, our minds, you know, our, and I talk about this in my talks, the alabaster jar of our life mm -hmm. and where it's brought us up until that point 
And when we surrender that to God in that moment of quiet and silence, he will meet us there. And it is a, it's the fast road, not, you don't want to find a method that's going to circumvent that because you are going to delay your spiritual growth and you could wreck it, you know. Uh, Father Dismas, who's the head of the was head of the Grand Chartreuse in formation for 24 years, Grand Chartreuse uh, Carthusian house in France, the main house, um, said that those who delve into non-Christian Eastern spirituality and the way they deal with thoughts and the way they deal with prayer are always, and I'm you know interpolating. Uh, uh, you can find the quote out there. It, it, he says it's impossible for them to understand the Christian mystery. It's a French to English translation. I'm sure it's not impossible because nothing's impossible for God. But what he means is every time people delve into this realm, and this person who wrote this question, you can see they've read books uh, that have been tainted by non-Christian Eastern spirituality, obsessed with method, controlling your thoughts, controlling your posture and your breath, which is all non-Christian Eastern junk. It is very hard. Um, he says near, yeah. he said it's impossible. And I would say it's near because I've dealt with this as well. It really wrecks your understanding of what authentic prayer is. I'll say this last thing. Well, I want to ask you one sure. more thing before you do your last thing. You, you shared a video with me. We watched it together mm -hmm. on this last. Oh, trip. Father Jacques Verlinde. Yes, that was that was he explained it so well, and it's such a fascinating journey. Yeah, can you share that with our yeah, listeners? Yeah, and Jordan can put it in the show notes. It's it's J J A C Q U E S V E R L I N D E, Father Jacques Verlinde, and he was into this realm of spirituality, traveled all through it, and then came out and became a priest ultimately. But if you look up Jacques Verlinde. In English, you have to use that whole thing, Jacques Verlinde, in English. Uh, you'll find it out on YouTube, and it's a half hour. It's it's, it's fascinating. We also have it inside Apostoli VA website. Uh, if you're a member of the site, you can look at it in the library. It's there. But, um, yeah, that is excellent. It's a phenomenal video. So yeah. think of yourself back in the first century, and you're with Jesus, or he's in your proximity. Let's say he's 20 yards away, and you're stressing and you're struggling, and you're feeling dark and depressed, you're in desolation. He looks at you because he knows that you desire to be free and that you're hurting. And he says, come unto me, all you are heavy, heavy laden and weary, and I will give you rest. I'll give you peace. And then you turn aside and go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist who is using Buddhist methodology, and you say, no, I found a good way over here. I don't know what else to say. It's, yeah. the, it's, prop, the proper posture is humility. Right. And at his feet. Draw near to him. Yes. Be, yeah. Mary Magdalene, you know, Zach, uh, Zachariah, mm -hmm. you know, I am nothing. Lord, help me. And you will be free. I promise and you. you will be free. Yeah. Okay. Well, until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire, spirit, soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.